Hey, hey. Hey. How's it going? Huh? I said, how's it going? Girl, I am just in mourning right now. What happened? Actually. You know, insecure. I just, <laughs> uh, I'm fucked up about it. <laughs> fucked up. What 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 fucked you up the most? Oh, girl. <laughs> should, should we introduce ourselves? Or should we do the introduction first? We're keeping all this, by the way. It needs we, to go. <laughs> we already met these people last time. We already met them last time. We can get straight right. to it. <laughs> Look, it's Blythe and that's Bird. And this yep. is a Brown Girl podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Girl. Welcome. <laughs> Coin person came through here and ruined all my shit and all my dreams, all my aspirations. You know, it just came through in one fell swoop. Just fucked everything up. I knew it would be condolences. I knew it would be her at the end of the day. I didn't expect her to be with child, but I knew she would be the, the wrench in our, in our plan. I knew it too, you know, and I, I don't know. I just feel like she, I don't know. Some, some don't smell right about this. But if I God knew is, it if God is good, have been perfect. If God is good, it won't be long. <laughs> oh, now, hey, wouldn't that be a a, a twist? That would be beautiful. Because she so was looking it, at him like, "Are you serious?" When he asked her that, I mean, hey. He gotta ask you, you know. He gotta ask. You. He gotta find out. Gotta cover his bases. I mean, he couldn't even. He wasn't even originally invited to the friendsgiving. Right. It's he only was fair a glorified that he f buddy. <laughs> like, of course, he has to ask you it. But if 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 somebody, my feelings be hurt. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> Look, she gonna cry in the car. <laughs> I thought she was awful. Started to tear up right then and there. I said, "Hold Ooh. it together, sis. Hold it together." If, I wasn't gonna feel bad for her though. But if the tables was turned, you know, we 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 have to be empathetic here. If that was us, I, yeah, I probably would have meltdown. I ain't gonna lie. When he reiterated, they're not even together. That was it for me. I was like, oh, mom, my chest. Right. Just put the knife in and twist it, why don't you? Mm-mm. I honestly thought it could go one of two ways. Either Lawrence was still going to be messing around with Condola, or he was going to choose himself, you know, and just move on to San Francisco and leave all the drama in the past behind him. But uh, he said he wanted, he wanted Issa. You know, he mm-hmm. said he wanted it to work. And I think he really did want it to work. Whew. That's what mm-hmm. Derwin, you remember the game? That's what, yeah, Derwin, that's what Derwin had told Melanie. <laughs> that's what he told Melanie, too. And despite wanting it to work, it's a whole nother beast trying to actually make that make that work. Right. And he going to be having to spend all this time with Condola. And you know Lawrence old sensitive Negro, so I I don't know. This nope. is gonna be messy. I'll tell you who's having the roughest Monday. Who? Girl, the Lawrence Hive. 
the Lawrence oh, right there. Oh, absolutely. They are in the friends. Because they still hate Issa. They they high key hate Issa because she cheated. These are the same ones who their girlfriend in third grade, you know, <laughs> had snacks with somebody else and broke his damn heart. And they still carry that shit. <laughs> They still carrying it. These the same ones. So I'm just like, <laughs> grow up, grow up, okay? Because y'all be doing way worse. You, you future, you future hive. But I feel like Lawrence Hive is future hive. There's an intersection, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that better. There's an intersection. <laughs> I feel like the like, Lawrence Hive know, is like the the J like the J Cole like the J Cole fans, the guys that went to college that, um, you know, already started tri- contributing to their four hundred one ks and shit like that. Those are the guys that are in the Lawrence Hive, and then like the future Hive is the, you know. <laughs> The ain't shit niggas. Yeah, yeah. And they they want to you know be mad at Sierra for living her best life, and they think Russell Wilson's a square. Those those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they think Russell Wilson is a terrible person for taking care of his stepson. <laughs> but let me say this: How many dudes do you know that that we know that fit characteristics from both of those hives? Plenty, there's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're like, well, when you put it that way. When you uh, put it like that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. I saw this meme of a guy throwing um taking the trap dragging the trash out to the trash can and throwing it in the in the trash can and somebody said that was them throwing away they uh they Lawrence Hive uh apparel. I was like, what? Oh man. <laughs> because he loves Issa. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yes, because they out here sounding like some chads in their friend groups. They were rooting for Lawrence when he was getting smutted out by those uh those two white chicks. He definitely for cocaine and alcohol. <laughs> oh. That was probably Lawrence's lowest point in the show. <laughs> and and that's even lower than when his ashy ass was on the couch <laughs> stinking up the place. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is even worse. Yeah. Mm. What was I I was just going to say, I went back to watch season (laughs) one. I went back to take a peek at season one. And you do you know that Lawrence did not have an edge up the entire season? (laughs) He did not have an edge up. I know. He looks stinky. But in hindsight, though, that nigga looked depressed, though. Did he not look depressed? He was depressed. He was depressed. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely depressed. So we we can't even, you know, upon further review. <laughs> right. Lawrence is going through it. But I think Issa might have been a little depressed too first season. They both were. A lot they of a lot of people out there, here. Honest. <laughs> yes. Were. Yes, but there were a lot of people out here functioning depressed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like going to work every day, getting up, you know, brushing their teeth, washing their ass. Everybody ain't musty like Lawrence. <laughs> Let me stop talking about Lawrence like that because I really do like him. I do like and Lawrence. And I, I was rooting for him too. I wanted them to work. Like I've been wanting them to work this whole time. And I have been wanting Lawrence to win because I I get it, you know? 
But this is just too much. You know who the real, girl. you know who the real villain of the story is, right? Molly. No. Well, her <laughs> her too. We'll get to Molly in a second. <laughs> but the real villain here is Lawrence's best friend. Not the one that's married to Amanda Steele's character, but the other one. Chad. Chad. Chad is the <laughs> <laughs> Chad, Chad is just there for comedic effect, though. But he encourages Lawrence. He knows Lawrence's heart. And he saw his boy doing bad. And he just encouraged him to make all of the wrong decisions. Yeah, Not that it's true. his fault. But he's just that 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 homeboy that your man has that you know ain't no good. Mm-hmm. Just totally unconscious. Um, that gives your man the worst advice. That is Chad. I know. In you. the first season, Chad. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, press proceed. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. The Chad types. The Chad types are everywhere. They smiling in your face all the time. Oh wow! Take this- <laughs> oh, yeah. They smiling in your face. Oh wow! They trying to set your nigga up on dates. Okay. <laughs> like- <laughs> Hold time. The whole time, and then they Woo! slide to your DMs. That's the plot twist. Yeah, mm. yep. You know, it's just it's a it's a crazy world. Don't know. Don't oh know. my god! But you brought up anyway. Molly. You brought up Molly. Molly. Let's talk about Molly, and then we're gonna get on these supporting characters' ass. Starting with Nathan. Okay, so Molly, give it you to know, me. You love to see it, girl. <laughs> Karma is a motherfucking bitch. Ain't it? And she's knocking at your door. Ain't it? And you can send Andrew fine ass over here. Sure can. <laughs> and we'll have some blazing baby. Express you me? shipping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is fine boots. Andrew. Oh my god. Andrew fine as fuck. Mm. You know, honestly, anyway, Andrew let me, let me give it up to her like I thought he was going to. I knew he was going to break up with her. You don't think he gave it up to Not, Not in the dramatic fashion that I hoped had hoped for. But he ain't dramatic, though. You're right. He He's very, Andrew's very precise. And I liked, I liked how he did it. And, and I personally took a few notes because that's how I like to come at people, too. With the real cut and dry. <laughs> you know, like, one here to quit a slice and dice, chop it up, chop and screw, you know? <laughs> But he was like, he was like, what are you fighting for? And I felt that shit. Like, bitch, what what you really fighting for? Because it ain't for me. Because you don't want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But yet, I got to do everything your ass want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want to prove. I think Molly just wants to prove she can keep a man. Yep. And that's a real, I think both men and women will do that. Sometimes you get too deep up in a relationship that's not really serving you or the other person. But you have, mm-hmm. oh, maybe a, a relationship went bad in the past. So you're trying to prove it to yourself. You can stick it out. Or in Molly's case, you're just trying to prove that you can have somebody <laughs> um, calling yeah. your phone day in and day out. Somebody you can lay down next to. But he was right. He was right. It absolutely yeah. did not seem like she was totally interested in him. She wanted to bring him into her world and kind of parade him around like an accessory. Hey, I got a man where I'm at my work function, now we're at my friends function, now we're at this, but Andrew saw through all that. And I'm I'm glad he got <laughs> I'm glad he got his ass up out of there. 
Cause uh, I'm glad too. Cause yeah, she's got some lessons to learn. But when I saw the ending, well, the trailer for this episode on last episode at the end of last episode, I knew that Issa was meeting up with Molly when she was like, "Hey, that hey she gave." I was like, "Yep, she linking up with Molly." Yep, it ain't over. But yeah, Molly, she's she's just in for a rude awakening. And sorry, girl. I mean, we don't really know if they broke up or not. The way that it ended, we don't know if she finally just broke down and was vulnerable with him, or if they actually broke up. So that'll be interesting to see. That's that's a nice cliffhanger, and then we got this cliffhanger with Lawrence and Condola. You know, and it's I know it's not gonna pick up right where we left off, so it's gonna be like a few months pass by, a few weeks pass by, or something like that. But no. the, mm-hmm. but I feel like we got my player partner Nathan in the wings right here. Oh, and... let's talk about Nathan. <laughs> oh, first of all, I ain't really a find Nathan or Derek attractive until uh, this what? episode. And let me explain myself, okay? I got I I don't really be having it for for the beige community sometimes. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, you cute, whatever. But you know, I, I want me a chocolatey Godiva uh, man, you know. But, I will say Nathan was bringing the sex appeal this episode, and Derek, with him looking for Tiffany the way he was, like, they need to get him on, on the team for looking for Latoya. Maybe they'll find <laughs> somebody. Latoya <laughs> needs to be found. <laughs> because he was on it. Do you hear me? Like, and then, t- Mama, I had a dream about catfish last night. You know what that means? No, we don't know what that means, girl. What are you? What are you saying? <laughs> oh my Yo, Nathan, but yeah, the I... way he was looking. Okay, what, what you gonna say about Nathan? No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying the, the way Derek was searching for her. I was like, that's very attractive. And then I started looking at him a little bit, and I was like, mm, they're kind of fine on the cool. And then how Nathan was looking at Issa when she was looking at that face. Mm-hmm. I was like, he not playing no games. He was giving her the, the eye of the tiger. And she could feel it too. Uh, That's how she had she to re- she had to uh say it again. I, I have a man. Uh <laughs> I I have a man now. Because right. she could feel that energy coming up off of Nathan. And you know, mm-hmm. I stand, Nathan. You know, depression, anxiety—these are all real things. Mental, uh, mental illnesses are a real thing. And so, for him to take his time to go get himself right and 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 you know, step into his awareness and actually be able to communicate that um, to someone, which is not an easy thing to do. I had a lot of respect for that. I had a yeah. lot of respect for that. And so, truthfully, last season I wasn't really seeing the sex appeal. But this season, he was catching her jokes. He was giving it right back to her. His tone of voice, for some reason, is very sexy to me. Um, <laughs> I liked it. When the Easter set is so cold in the deep, and he said, how the fuck do we supposed to keep peace? I was like, this, is, this could be that, something. <laughs> that touched my heart right there. It was beautiful. A duet. Um, yeah. Beautiful yeah. music. <laughs> But his awareness is what I actually liked and how raw and real he was able to be because there's a lot of games and smoke and mirrors kind of going on. That's and true. 
just honest enough and brave enough to put it on the forefront. I really was thinking that he was going to disclose to Issa that he tried to come for her and Molly stepped in and turned him away because I didn't think that that was Molly's place to tell you the truth. I didn't think that was her place. So I thought he was going to reveal that and then Molly and Issa would not be friends. I knew for a fact Andrew was going to break up with Molly because duh. Um, And I thought that she (laughs) would just be asked out, you know, with no one to talk to about her problems. Yeah. As she deserves because mm -mm. but Issa knew that Nathan came for her for her birthday. Yeah, because remember her and Molly had kind of got into it low-key because she was like, why would you do that? Like, because yeah, she was like, I'm blipping and blapping niggas left and right. You know, she was like, Nathan tried to come uh, here and I was like, oh, no. Like, and she was like, what? Remember, remember they got into it after the birthday when they went to the uh, movie thing or whatever? No, I need to go back. Yeah, go back and watch the last episode from (laughs) last season. Yeah, you gotta watch that one. But yeah, she already knew that. But even if he was going to use that argument, that's still a long time, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it ain't like it was the day after you left and no shit like that. Like, this was recent. This was the other day. Yeah. You're right. But I do, I agree with you, though. I do um, appreciate the fact that he went to get that help. And I honestly feel like if if Lawrence hadn't come back, Nathan definitely would have had a good chance. I mean, it was between him and TSA Bay. So, well, TSA, look, butt button, (laughs) we're not talking about him. Okay. He was just a good time. Mind you, I fuck with TSA Bay. Okay. Do you? I do. I just love something about his energy. I just love. Like, when he was like, brat, (laughs) brat. And he was just like, you know, chopping it up with them and shit. Like, I just, I don't know. I love him. Uh, but you know what? I put him up there with Chad, though, because I hate to love Chad. <laughs> like, I hate him, but I really love him, though. And TSA, but he's just funny as fuck. And he was resourceful. The hen doll, did he bring some hen to He was confiscating it from suitcases. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? Throw it away? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's use it. Nah, that's when you roll <laughs> you roll out of bed, you look to your left, you look to your right, and you say to yourself, I've got to get my shit together. That would have been she? that for me. I think that moment for her was when they kind of got caught up in there. Like, that was nasty. <laughs> Why the hell to do that? That was just too much. Ugh. But it was real life though, you know? Hey. What is Amanda Seals' husband's name on this show? Derek. 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 Derek so, Finance. That's his new name. We're going to applaud Derek's finance because not <laughs> only is he good looking, not only does he stand for his wife, because when he was trying to describe her to, I don't know if he was on the phone <laughs> with the police or whomever, but he was like, my wife, she's, she's short, she's this, she's that, she's perfect. <laughs> perfect looking. I was like, is this no. really the time to like, but he found it to be the right time to do all that. And I was like, this is, so- one, this is adorable. Two, he was stepping up as she was going through her stuff. And I feel like, yeah. you know, a lot of men don't, not because they don't want to, but because they just don't understand, like, how cumbersome laboring a child is and what it does to yeah. your body before, during, and after. And so watching him kind of step up and take the baby, or really, it's not even stepping up, it's doing what you're supposed to do as a partner. Exactly. But over exactly. the years, obviously, the gender roles have 
placed more of the burden of raising the child, rearing the child on the mom than the dad. But so it was nice to see him step up as a partner uh, and just kind of feel that that gap because he could tell she was going through something. And so, you know, Derek is my, what do you call it? Black excellence or whatever for the day. <laughs> I stand for him. I stand. Because he didn't even bust the door down and start talking crazy to her and talking about how he, he was worried off, because man. he already knew. He already knew she was dealing with something. So um, <sighs> that that warmed my heart. So Mine too. But let me tell you, I see, I, my mind is real scandalous. Cause I was like, oh, she in there cheating. Oh, I just knew it. I knew it. In the way he set up, like the way he was looking at the door, and I was like, oh, she's gonna be a whole nigga up in here, the real daddy of the baby. Cause you know, people were thinking that wasn't Derek baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for a minute, right? <laughs> I was just thinking all wrong, but. The way he knocked on the door, and he was so patient, and he he just been Derek is like that that dude who you know that's just a good dude. Yeah. Like he's a good dude in every situation. Like when he giving advice to Lawrence, it's coming from a pure unbiased place, and that's how he lived his life too. Like you can see it in the character because he was so gentle with her and everything because. He understood, like, she's going through some shit. And that really resonated with me because I'm in a few, like, I'm in a group, an insecure uh, watch group or whatever. And that episode when Tiffany wanted to stay at the block party, it was some dudes in the group talking about she's not doing her part. And, you know, she said she wanted to have a baby. I'm like, first of all, excuse me, like, do you realize the the hormonal changes that take place within a woman before, during, and after pregnancy? Like, yeah, you you can't sit there and fix your mouth and say she not doing her part. What? Like, just not. And we were trying to tell them about post um, postpartum and all that stuff. And some guy gonna say we not about to take this from a drag on Molly to a motherhood one-on-one course. And I was just like, what? Like, some of you niggas don't deserve us. Like, why would you even say something like that? I was just like, yeah, that was just a lot. Free speech should not be free for some of these niggas. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> Yes, I agree. Keep it cute. And I ain't just going to put it on them. For some of us, too, it shouldn't be. Because some of you niggas is speaking out of turn. Okay, and and talking that bullshit while you at it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, what you I, I was about to say, <laughs> I feel like we don't get enough downtime as women. We don't get enough downtime after we give we give uh, birth. It's only no. maybe what is it? Two months, six weeks, eight weeks. Your body is still. I don't want to get graphic with it, but your body is still like purging some things. Your body is still healing and you have to get back into the workforce so quick. I don't yeah. even know if Tiffany, does Tiffany have a job on the show? Whether she does or does not. Yeah, she have a job. She work like with Canola, right? Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's just too <laughs> much. It's too much that we need to, while we out here marching, we need to march. We need to, once we're done with this, we need to turn our attention to, to, to those issues too because I think that's a yeah. bit it's an antiquated rule antiquated law in the books other countries I think Australia gives like a year for maternity leave 
um, some other countries similar similar fashion. But here, six to eight weeks ain't even enough to heal from a a, a knee surgery or a leg Mm-mm. surgery. Or, <laughs> sometimes, no. no, it's not enough. It's, not enough. it's crazy. But you know, and and like you said, there's not enough downtime. And with Tiffany, her profession requires so much of you. Um, you know, you're having to to connect with people. It's not like she could just work behind the computer. Like it's about building those relationships and things like that. So I'm sure that was a lot, a lot for her. And I feel like she handled it better than than some because. You know, she was still, at least she was still present in some parts of her life. Yeah, I agree. You could tell she was trying to fight through it, but yeah, I think all in all, this was a good season. I think this, this was, a, was really a great good. season. This, oh, I mean, I know we got to wait a minute. We had to wait a minute for this season, but it was worth the wait, though. But I know we're going to have to wait a minute. Or, or they probably have time to write now, so when things get better, they can get right back into production. I hope so. I, I hope, hope so, too. But I'm not one to talk about how people create their art, especially during the pandemic, because I wish people thought they asking me that shit. What the news have it? The world is on fire. Have you have you forgotten? Like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> anyway. Whew, okay, well, what's next, Jack? We we came right out the gate. We've been talking about this for 25 minutes. It deserves a longer segment, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I'm trying to keep it high level, but... It does. Um, it does. I, I, I mean, I, what I, else should we yeah. say? Uh, <laughs> should, we, should we talk predictions? Let's talk predictions. What, what do we think is going to happen in season five? Oh, I haven't even given this thought. I think... I know, it's still processing. I was... I was pacing last night after watching it. I was like, fuck that Condola! Goddamn! I need to stop that, because it ain't all her fault, because Lawrence put his pee in her V. He did. With with no protection. So, hey. When she looked over at him and said, you know, you can be as involved or as little as involved as you want to be, and I was like, you know he cannot be not involved, because that would right. be trash, so you could have kept that, you could have kept that. She sound like she been peddling through some sperm banks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nasty. Because the way she said, like, girl, he is not an animal. He is a human being. Like, girl, don't talk to him like that. I ain't like that. No, yeah. Put some respect, I know she was trying to protect herself, though. I feel like she was trying to protect her feelings because she definitely felt played. And I, like, like previously discussed, I would have to. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. Maybe next time. Let me see. Maybe next season, <sighs> Condola has the baby, and we're going through a cope parenting not co-parenting we're kind of going through what Issa having to deal with his attention and time being split having to deal with you know condola having her hormones and lawrence wanting to be there for her and Issa, you know ter- internalizing that as something deeper or more romantic than it is um and you know molly having her opinion on shit per usual uh, <laughs> planting the wrong uh, planning the wrong ideas out there. I don't. 
I can't think no further than that. I don't know what's gonna go on with Tiffany and them. I hope that my girl, what's Tiffany's best friend's name? Um, fuck, I know it. I'm, I'm just having a moment. Kelly. 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 First of all, she's a star, <laughs> so I'm hoping that she yes. has a bigger, a bigger role. Uh, in season five i want her to have not not necessarily a man it could be a business it could be it would whatever so long as she's on my screen more because i i fuck with her yeah me too um did you have anything else no okay so i think season five we're gonna be exploring more of the uh selfishness of Issa. Cause she, you could just see it coming out, like when he was telling her, and I was like, "Where was that energy? Where's the energy you had in the beginning of this episode?" Because she was talking about if we wanted to work, it'll work. And here you are having a fit. Like it ain't like he did it on purpose. He he didn't do it on purpose, and he's here because he want to work it out with you. So I think we're gonna see how she, how she copes with this. And if it's in a selfish manner or whatever, we're going to dig deeper into that. And I think season five, Molly is going to be more focused in therapy. I hope so. I I really do. You done lost your best friend. You done lost your man. Like, I think she's really, she's getting broken down a bit. And sometimes you need to be broken down in that way to like, really grow you know from what's what's going on but Kelly I know they said Kelly is going to have a bigger uh, role this next season so that'll be dope and I think we need to give uh, Tiffany and Derek a little break they're going to be off doing some some self work okay okay (laughs) Oh, girl, have you that heard? That is my... Oh, what? What, girl? Hey, what? B. Simone said that she couldn't date a man that has a nine-to-five because they would not... That type of man would not understand her work ethic or her work schedule or why she's up at 3 a.m. in the morning checking emails, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... <laughs> Someone not understanding your work ethic has anything to do with their particular work ske- like Agreed. work schedule. It's a type of person, a personality or something, but it's not necessarily a, a man that has a nine to five that is going to be ticked off that you up checking emails at 3 a.m. Newsflash, I know <laughs> some niggas with nine to fives <laughs> that be up at 3 a.m. doing the same thing. So yeah. I was just kind of confused by the the initial statement. Period. Uh, the girls are pissed. <laughs> yeah, the girls. Are, I mean, I think it was she did something before this. I think there's been a a, a trail of events from from Miss B Simone that has just been pissing the people off. And I know one in particular was when her dumbass was posting all this shit from her birthday. With all these fucking people in the house, when when people worried about uh, COVID, so that was dumb. And I, I heard a lot of wrestling about that. 
And I want to say she said something else or did something else. I don't know. She's just been doing a lot. And I don't really pay her too much attention because I think she's kind of funny. But that baby boy, I, it's annoying to me. So <laughs> The baby boy is the only thing that I find funny. <laughs> that is that's the only part that I find funny. The rest to me it's like a it's a it's one note and you've been playing that same note, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> for a long time now. And yeah. but she's been able to, you know, branch off into while and now, which is fantastic. Right. She's which been is able dope. to build right. her makeup empire. That's dope. But when it comes down to comedy, I don't see it. I, I don't see it for her. And I just honestly I feel like People are being too hard, but it's easy to do because everyone's still in the house. People are bored. Exactly. There's, you know, people are fighting for their for their rights and then they get tired and want to take a break, a mental break, and it's easy to talk about shit like this because it's a low yeah. fruit. But in trivial shit, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I'm not pressed either way. I I'm I can't say that I'm a supporter because I don't really I don't know much of what she does outside of Wild and Out. So I'm not pressed about any of it. I I just feel like people feelings is on the edge right now, and anybody can fucking get it. <laughs> and I understand, cause I mean we getting we getting murdered out here, we having to stay in the house. Like it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I didn't, I didn't too much. Her party didn't too much bother me because the mainstream media was sending out so many mixed messages about what COVID was and was not. So I'm yeah. honestly, I knew people down here that were still, you know, getting together, high fiving it, twerking it out, sharing hookah sticks the whole night. So when I saw that, crazy. I was like, this isn't wise. But cancel is crazy. I mean, canceling is a bit a bit extreme in this instance. But again, people are bored. People are yeah. bored, so it makes sense. <laughs> So, have you heard, I'm sure you have, have you heard that Trump is wanting to host his first rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth? <laughs> Girl. Yes, I have heard. And I just, uh, nothing really surprises me with him anymore. Like, he's just so problematic. We and we've known this. We've we've always known this. Uh, well, I won't say always because I feel like my introduction to, introduction to Donald Trump was reality TV, and I'm like, oh, he's a businessman. He's a jerk. Okay, what else is new? And then you know he's I didn't really care about him until he started making all these disparaging comments about Barack Obama, and then next thing I know. People talking about he want to run for president. I, I never took it serious. Like I was like, no, he ain't. Like he not running for president. And then lo and behold, he's you know actually running. And it's just it's just been I've been feeling like I've been being punked since that. Like I'm just ready for somebody to jump out, and be like, you guys, this is all a joke, ha. Huh? You know, like <laughs> I I just. <laughs> It just doesn't seem real to me. It's just crazy. Like, I felt like the rest of the world was laughing at us. If they weren't absolutely. consumed with their own issues, they were absolutely laughing at us. And while I didn't take Trump seriously, I saw the type of 
hate that he ignited and the type mm-hmm. of roaches that he pulled out of the um, cracks and crevices of racist America and how they were coming mm-hmm. out in droves to support him. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to go vote. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go make my voice heard. Um, and so, you know, I did not vote for him. And lo and behold, this nigga still made it into the White House. And I, yeah. it was, I literally just sat there with my mouth open. I just sat there with my mouth open, could not, could not believe that this, well, a pedophile, okay, rapist, yeah, uh, narcissistic sociopath, this liar, this business, you know what I mean? This failed businessman had made his way into the Oval Office. It was a disgusting, it was a disgusting thought and it's only gotten worse since then. It has only gotten right. worse. And the fact that he would even think actually I'm not surprised that he would go this low as to plan a rally um, in the place where Black Wall Street was the fact (laughs) in the place where Black Wall Street was bombed and and it, it was disgusting to see but I'm like I wouldn't put it past him like he everything he does is unshocking at this point but it's just it just gets nastier and nastier and I think I saw I think I saw something on maybe his Twitter I think it was his Twitter and he was like my African American friends have um... <laughs> please <laughs> like, he's gonna Ben like, Carson <laughs> Kanye <laughs> don't consider them African American and my African American <laughs> colleagues and friends have told me that there is a holiday on 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 June on June nineteenth, and for that reason, it's probably not the best idea to hold a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we're gonna reschedule. When he said it, this I think I saw this two days ago. So this had to be oh, Saturday. Okay. Uh, I think I saw a post from him that came out about that, but I don't. I think he's only postponing it until the 20th which anybody that's celebrated (laughs) Juneteenth ever knows that Saturday is when the parades happen is when the celebrations happen this this Juneteenth falls on a Friday so it's going to be difficult for people to you know get out and come out and whatnot so Saturdays is typically the day where it pops so Mm -hmm. or the weekend of Juneteenth is when it pops so I I feel like his African-American friends were probably like the FBI (laughs) Or something that were like, if you do this, you, <laughs> this will be your last day. Like they're gonna burn this bitch to the ground. Cause I know for a fact there are plenty niggas on ready in Tulsa that have just been waiting for the moment. Yeah. They have just been waiting. And I I'm I'm I feel like the FBI told him, nah, fam, you cannot you might have to find another day. You have to find another day. Mm-hmm. It's just uh... Yeah, like you said, like nothing surprises me with him anymore. So, and I feel like it's just, it's more telling the people who still support him while he's saying all of these things. So it's kind of like you, you're really seeing everybody slip <laughs> this week. But I don't know. I, I have a lot of feelings these days and I will, I will honestly say my tude has been really just 
terrible past two weeks with all this stuff that's been going on. And um, I'm happy with some of the things that I have seen, um, but I'm still also feeling a way about certain things. And all these bandwagon supporters, like every other email I'm getting from a business, Black Lives Matter, like it's, it's taking all of this for you to really get on board with the movement. I don't buy it. So it's just a lot. Yeah, the one that stuck out the most to me was Band-Aid. Band-Aid? Yes. The Band-Aid brand? The Band-Aid brand. They released a a statement and then they put out a rainbow coalition of Band-Aid colors uh, in solidarity for Black Lives Matter. And originally I posted it because I'm like, this is great. And then after I posted it, I was like, it took it took all of this for y'all to come out with nude band-aids like y'all are just now realizing that everyone is not tan skinned and not white skinned that it should not have taken band-aid sit your ass down like I had to take my phone down because I I was so happy at first and I was like what in the fuck we have had black skin (laughs) since kingdom come like what are you (laughs) what no take a seat and then I had some friends send me a black owned brand I think I, I don't know that I don't want to get the name wrong, but there's a black owned brand that has been making flesh toned nude um band Well please send that to me. I will. I absolutely will. And um, post it on the Instagram too. Well yes, I will absolutely do that. Um but there are some <laughs> there are alternatives out here to the brands that you have just kind of grown up on that you don't think about. You just kinda go for what you know. Um but that's one mm-hmm. of the things I appreciate from from this movement from this time period right now is like Hey, you guys, you don't have to patronize the same places you've been patronizing that that don't serve people of your color, that don't um, that track your people when they go into the stores. Anthropology, I'm looking at you. Um, there yeah. are other places, establishments that are built for us, that are built by us, um, that cater to the needs that we have. So uh, being patient with some of these bike businesses, because we know that, you know, they're not getting handouts. They don't <laughs> they don't have a million dollar seed funding to have everything mm-hmm. absolutely perfect but you know being patient with with those businesses but i'm definitely i've definitely got a list of black restaurants black uh bookstores coffee stores everything i don't know who compiled that list for dallas but i appreciate you <laughs> but i appreciate yes. you um and i definitely will be hitting those those places up it's going to take like an intentional shift intentional mind shift for us to you know make sure that we're circulating the dollar within the black community yeah yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think when I finally come back out the house, I'm definitely going to be patronizing um, more black businesses. But for right now, I'm kind of trying to stay back in the house, too, because these numbers going back up and Texas has opened up. I think restaurants, they could be at 75% capacity right now. So it's I'm like, yeah, this is about to be bad all over again. But I mean, if the reality is, is the cases were never decreasing in Texas. We just have a Republican governor that is in in bed with Trump and is more worried about the wealth of the economy or the health of the economy more than he is the health of the people. Um, Since black and brown people are the ones that have been um, afflicted by this the most, in my opinion, that is to say he doesn't give a shit about black and brown lives. Go ahead and keep the party going. 
So right. cases are going up shit due to the mismanagement of the information the lack of knowing the misleading um and the total mm-hmm. disregard for human life so um stay safe <laughs> stay yeah up. that's all i can say yeah. please stay safe because yeah. it's not safe out here and i feel like even with that logic though like okay just the blacks and the browns are getting it we're good but we we mingle in the same spaces so do you not think that you can still get it? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's just a lot. It is. <sighs> it is. Um, but I know there, there's some good that has come over the past, over this past week. Um, and I had, I, a, I had a list y'all. I had a list um, that I found online and I planned on, you know, shouting out the person that compiled it, but I have misplaced it. I have been sharing and downloading so much information. I managed to misplace it, but, um, I know that I've seen a couple of governors. One that comes to mind is Andrew Cuomo up in New York, in New York City, yes. signing, um, I don't know if it's signing a bill or signing a law uh, into order that says that chokeholds um, are illegal. Um, using rubber bullets on peaceful protesters here in Dallas um, is illegal. Um, shit mm-hmm. that should have already been illegal, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. should have yeah. already been in place. <laughs> Um, but if it has to be said, um, it needs to be said today. So I'm thankful that, you know, these governors are getting on board. I know in Minneapolis, they've already started, um, this campaign to defund the police, um, and Mm -hmm. some kind of more community policing, meaning if there is, uh, a mental health issue or, you know, a domestic dispute, um, or something like that, they'll send out professionals that are specifically trained to handle, those situations as opposed to um, police officers that are one, not from the community uh, police officers uh, that uh, don't look like the people of those communities and ones that are like not really trained in those areas. They're not trained to deescalate. I saw a post on Twitter that said something like every bartender I've ever known has done a better job at deescalating fights (laughs) than any, you know, than any of the police I've ever seen. And that's just facts. They're not trained long enough. Um, we don't put them through rigorous enough training. We don't put them through enough screenings and whatnot to be out here dealing with um, any and everybody. So in Minneapolis, they've done a, they've done a wonderful job in starting the process and starting the process towards um, defunding the police, which means instead of allocating all of this money towards the police department, they're reallocating that to education, uh, to kind of building up these lower and impoverished areas so that they won't need as much policing. So people have more. So they're, you know, less willing to take or less willing to commit crimes or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So thankful for, for some of the progress that we're seeing out here. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done as there has been uh, countless <laughs> senseless killings that have occurred since then. I've seen some lynchings. Um, I've seen additional people yeah. getting shot in the back. And so we'll continue to kind of keep you guys updated on that type of shit too. But, uh, you know, there is some progress being made being made but we just cannot let up we cannot let up no we can't we can't lose steam we gotta keep pushing because it's not over it's definitely not over and I feel like it's a lot of things happening to kind of pacify the situation or to kind of silence uh, the people but uh, we can't be silenced because we got a long ways to go um, at work I've been having some 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 calls with the local team uh, mm-hmm. yeah I've been having some calls with my, my local team and then with some executive level leaders and you know the the communication has been this is a, a marathon not a sprint 
and we cannot there's certain there's certain things that you can quickly attack right now to get some short-term wins but if mm-hmm. you think this is going to be fixed um by implementing one or two things you're sadly mistaken and so sure. we'll see we'll see who's really about that life and who's really about that action in the coming months in the coming years um and i feel like those people are going to be rewarded um in the future the ones that actually, you know, kind of weave it into the fabric of their organizations as opposed to just posting a damn flag when it's Pride Week or posting a Martin Luther King quote when it's Black History Month. So. All right. So, Bird, I have a question. What's up? What do you plan to do for Juneteenth this year? Or have you have you ever celebrated Juneteenth? Is this like something that you've always done or is this something that you wanted to incorporate now just that we are knowledgeable on a lot more things no so I've celebrated Juneteenth since I was in middle school so and I mean a lot of people I did not know did outside of Texas don't actually know what Juneteenth is um Mm -hmm. and I did not realize that until I think my cousins in Chicago I asked them what they were doing for Juneteenth when I was in I think maybe a freshman in high school and they had no clue what I was talking about and so just to give to (laughs) y'all um, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed uh, that freed the slaves in America. And it wasn't until two years later <laughs> that the slaves in Texas found out that they'd been freed. So they'd been given up two years of, of free labor, um, <laughs> free labor in the meantime. And so it was at that point, June 19th, um, where the last of the slaves in the United States were freed. And so that's a thing in Texas that we all know about, maybe not widely known to the rest of rest of the states, but I've been celebrating since I was in middle school. They always have a a, um, a celebration in my town the whole weekend. Black vendors come out, black music, jazz bands, everything. And so mm-hmm. it's a culture that's celebrated in the, in the part of town that I'm from. And so it's something I've always been celebrating. This year, I intend on going to um, a Juneteenth parade downtown Dallas um, in a rally that my friend is putting on. And so that's how I'm going to be spending my time. What about you? Well, um, I too have have celebrated Juneteenth for as long as I can remember. Because where I'm from, we have a Juneteenth festival every summer. So, like you said, we have vendors too. We'll have like pageants and different things. So I've I've always known about it. Um, but I think when I moved away from home, I kind of stopped celebrating it. So I don't know this year. Since I'm trying to stay indoors when I don't have to be outdoors, probably just read some things or maybe watch a few things. I've seen a lot of stuff on Prime uh, that looks interesting. You would think it was Black History Month (laughs) because they have a whole tab of movies and stuff. uh, I was watching one the other day about mental health and in, in our community so I, I've always been interested in these things but I feel like I will pay attention to it but I would kind of want to just distract myself from it because it's like our everyday but with everything that's going on it's kind of like we don't have the luxury to just act like shit is sweet right now right. so just educate myself the more educated you are the the better you can spread the message so Facts. That's my plan for Juneteenth. I logged into <laughs> that's what I logged into Netflix, and it was pretty much like, "Can we usher you to the Negro section?" Of- 
Oh my God. I was like, yes, yes, she did. First class. Have you, you heard the tale of the Negro in America? <laughs> Are you white? Have you been blinded by your white all this time? Did your black friends flood your Instagram timeline with facts about how black lives matter? Is that why you're here? Let me usher you to the Negro section. <laughs> Get you educated. But no, that's that's exactly what it feels like, though. Um, but I guess that's a good thing. You know, we have to take the positive from it. But like I said, we're not going to let up. Nope, like, not at all. No. And I like, we can go right into to the song I want I want to give y'all because this week I have been I've been in and out. Some days I'm celebratory. The next day I'm pissed off. The next day I, I'm like a recluse. And I came out of my reclusion on Friday and okay. found this song by Lil Baby called The Bigger Picture. <laughs> it is, <laughs> y'all, it is so good. It is so good. And it's all relative uh, and relevant to the events that are going on right now about police brutality. I love that these rappers are like speaking up, using their platforms to talk mm-hmm. about more than codeine hoes and and and, and, <laughs> and stuff. And you know, he he's the one to do it. The people are listening. He has the ear of the older <laughs> folks and the younger folks. Um, the bigger picture is really dope. Y'all get into it. Trade my 4 by 4 for a GC3, ain't no more free to speak. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again, I even told him please. I found it crazy, the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if you say you can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving, they killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us some candy like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was pushed when they said I can't leave. First I was captain, I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave. Blythe, what's, what's, what's your song? What you been listening to? Okay. So, I listen to, like, a million things. Uh, all I do is listen to music when I'm not listening to podcasts or something. So, uh, right now, I've been bopping to this new Chloe and Haley song um, called Do It. Have you heard it? I have not. Well, it's definitely a bop. Um, definitely a summertime bop. It has a nice little feel to it. I call them the little Beyonce's because they're, they're just some beasts. They're some vocal beasts. And you can tell that they are students of Beyonce with like how they harmonize and stuff. But yes, Do It by Chloe and Halle is my song for this week. Okay. All right, so we've come to the end of our second episode. This is so exciting. This is a a great second episode. I feel like it's so organic. Like the way we just got in here, like boom, like it just flowed. So I'm excited. This has been great. Um, Make sure you guys follow us on social media. Uh, follow us on Instagram at a brown girl podcast. Um, do we have Twitter yet? No, no, no Twitter yet. So. No Twitter yet. We in the building stage. We in the building stages. But yes, follow us a brown girl <laughs> podcast on Instagram. Um, share the podcast with your friends. 
thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey. Hey. <laughs>